You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour this Monday. More phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. Carson Palmer will join us. What kind of trade value does Baker Mayfield have? Colts, Seattle, maybe somebody else. And is there a chance Matt Ryan will be traded today? He's owed a roster bonus of $7.5 million by 4 p.m. Eastern. I was also wondering, if you're Russell Wilson, if you're Aaron Rodgers, maybe a couple other quarterbacks, and you look around and you go, wait, Deshaun Watson got what? He's going to make what? After what he's accused of? Matthew Stafford got paid? I'm going to guess that Russell Wilson knows getting traded to Denver with two years left, that it's a matter of time before two years becomes five years, and we'll see what kind of money he gets. All of a sudden, you look at Aaron Rodgers' deal and you go, that seems almost reasonable. Mahomes, I said at the time, people thought I was crazy. When Mahomes signed that deal, I said, this will turn out to be a bargain for the Chiefs. Because it was, what, 10 years at $450 million. And I went, man, in a year or two, it'd be a bargain. And it is. It's a bargain when you consider what these other quarterbacks are signing for. Spent a lot of time on Deshaun Watson. I gave you, you know, my uh, take on all of this. And uh, it still goes back to the one thing that I would love to have somebody from the Cleveland Browns on so I could ask the following, why didn't you reach out to the lawyer who's representing these women? Just so I can at least find out, is there something, is there a bombshell, is there something that could come out that is going to make us look even worse than we already look? That would be the only thing. And Tony Busby, who was representing these 22 women, he said that nobody from the Cleveland Browns did reach out. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Our poll question for the final hour, Seton, is what? Well, I'll update you quickly from hour two. We put up there, how many games will Deshaun Watson play next season? Uh, about 38% of the audience say somewhere between five to eight games. Okay. Not many people have him play in the full season, though. Yeah. Um, we can update. What if we did uh, for the final hour, I want to see Coach K win his final game, lose mm. his final game. Hmm. Does that mean spirited? No, because I do think that there are people watching yesterday who were either rooting for him to go out winning a championship like John Wooden did or that he was going to lose uh, before he even got to the Final Four, Elite Eight. I don't think anybody in this room is rooting for him to not win his last game. Oh, Well, not necessarily. I would say this. Um, I, he's very nice. He's great on our show. Great on our show. I think he's done unbelievable work as the Duke head coach. You're prefacing. Prefacing because prefacing. I want to see anybody else win it. I just want a new story. I want a team that hasn't won it before. Duke's got a lot of success in the bag. His career is it's, it's icing on the cake if he gets another title. I would like to see another team win it. Yes. Yeah, I wonder if people, would you rather see Coach K win or St. Peter's win? I don't know how many people would not take St. Peter's in that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think. Although I've said before through the years that we love – the Cinderella story until we get to the Elite Eight or the Final Four. And then we're like, okay, nice story. Now you want the blue blood. You want the great team to win. And that could be Gonzaga, could be Arizona, uh, could be Duke. But I think the Cinderella story is nice. We're okay with the Cinderella story roughing up our brackets. But when you get to Final Four, that's when you like to go, you know, I know those teams or I know those players. Butler was an outlier. You know, because Butler went 
back to back, didn't he? Uh, yeah, Paul. The actual St. Peter is rooting for Duke and Coach K to win. That's, oh, that's how popular oh, Coach K oh. is. And do you guys know what like a peacock stands for? Like what, what the designation of a peacock? I, I, I saw something on, you know, as far as nicknames go, mascots go. And although you can see our show on Peacock, I, was, uh, I saw an article that talked about peacocks. Um, peacock, the official mascot of the college, reflects the spirit of resurrection and eternal life. The peacock also ties to the college, to the settling of Jersey City, originally called Pavonia, or Land of the Peacock. Huh. Yeah, we learned something. There's a lot of wild peacock in the area. Is there? No. Yeah, I, I didn't think that uh, urban New Jersey was indigenous to the peacock. Uh, <laughs> well, not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, maybe it was. Famous New Jersey peacock. <laughs> You're going I'm down s- Route 4, they're just going like <laughs> turkeys. Yeah, that, 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 the turnpike. The state bird is the peacock. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, maybe question. we should check and see what the state bird is. Before we ridicule what I just mentioned here. <laughs> it's the American goldfinch. Oh. Ooh, you can't go wrong with a finch. Can't go wrong. It's a piping plover. Yeah. Beautiful. Love finches. Mm. What's it called when you're really into birds? Uh, isn't there a word for that? Like, uh, You are a... A, a bird watcher. A bird watcher. Oh, that's yeah. the term. Yes, yeah. thank you. Thank Todd, you. What, what is that called? I'm looking at something called an ornithophile. Ornithophile. Ornithophile? That sounds bad. <laughs> an, an ornithophile. Now, that sounds like something you got. A person who loves birds, a bird lover, is an ornithophile. You take some Valspar to get over that. <laughs> Wait. You can go to jail for that. An ornithophile <laughs> loves birds. <laughs> Love birds a little too much. <laughs> I just always felt like uh, Valspar sounds. I know that's a paint yeah. company, but I thought I always thought it sounds like something that clears up a uh, something a situation yeah. you got. <laughs> uh, I would I would put some Valspar on that. Yeah, go to the clinic, get some yeah, Valspar, Valspar, clear it right up. Yeah, the reason why I'm going to the clinic is uh, I met somebody named Valspar. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> yes, Todd. Here's a little bird nugget. Although birds cannot communicate their emotions to us directly through speech. Their behaviors can display their emotions to the consummate bird observer. Some birds will develop an emotional attachment to a human rather than bonding with other birds. Okay. How do you like that? Right. That's yeah. a bird minute right there. Yeah. Bird minute. Right. Nest on that. <laughs> yes. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> there has to be another name for a bird watcher than orenthophile. Ornithophile. Ornithophile. Yes. Yeah, we got a good tweet here from uh, something that came up a little earlier from one of our callers. But uh, this guy, Nick, says, uh, I'm not really sure why Dan sounds so surprised about adult league refs packing heat. From what I recall, a firearm was the only way to stop Dan in high school, <laughs> even though it was frowned upon. That is true. Thank, <laughs> thank God I kept that column written about me because the Danettes did not believe it. And I said, no, a columnist, Joe Henderson, wrote a column about me, Mr. Outside. The only way to stop him was with a handgun and league rules frowned upon that. <laughs> <laughs> now, it didn't say, no, you can't use it. just said it was frowned upon to try to stop me with a handgun. That's a great line. Oh, my God. Uh, thank God. Yeah, Marv. Hey, unrelated to all of this, uh, St. Peter's, did, uh, did Rebecca Lowe have them winning in the second round also? Yes, she did. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Let's go. Shaheen Holloway. Yeah. But she also had Alabama and Ohio State playing for the National Yeah, State. wrong sport. Yeah. 
All right, some more phone calls in here. Nate in Oklahoma. Hi, Nate. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan. How's it going? Hi, Nate. Um, <laughs> best and worst of the weekend. Uh, best, the Titans actually making a couple of offensive pickups. So surprising. The worst is every other AFC team just trading their entire team and totally revamping and putting us in the cellar for the next couple of years. Uh, so that should be fun. Uh, on the traditional wedding gifts you guys were talking about earlier in the show, um, my wife and I do that, and this year's wood, so it's not too bad. Then when Polly said pottery for year nine, my heart just sank. That is just so daunting, and that just seems impossible to do. All right, thanks, guys. All right, well, thank you. Good luck laying the wood. Um, what? <laughs> like pottery? Pottery is for a nine-year anniversary. Yeah, so you could fudge it, go to pottery. Yeah, you could you could do the reenactment of the the. Uh, oh, you know what? Go to Pottery Barn. Yeah, lovely gift. Well, is Pottery Barn still open? I get eighteen of their catalogs a day okay. in winter, but I don't know if they're still open. I think that's an over exaggeration. Barely. That's a little hyperbole. Not surprising though. Yeah, Pottery Barn. What is thirty five? <laughs> What's uh? What is thirty thirty five? That's a good joke at me. It went over people. <laughs> yeah. it's fair point by Seton. Thirty yeah. fifth uh, anniversary. Somebody do some homework here. Is the platinum? Uh, I don't. I don't know what it is, but I don't know if that's going to be. It's uh, soup. You get your what? No, it's coral. <laughs> Gorgeous coral. coral is the traditional gift for a thirty-fifth wedding anniversary. The coral anniversary is your thirty-fifth. I don't think she wants coral. Well, you fudge it. I'm taking you to Jamaica to an all-inclusive, oh, and there, there you okay. go. Coral. All right. All right. Problem solved. How about some coral reefer? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Todd. Three points. For Thank you. Oh, <laughs> uh, I still go back to when I just started at the mothership. I just left CNN, and we went on a vacation to Jamaica, and uh, we had some of Mary's special cakes because every the locals kept saying you got to try Mary's special cakes, man. And so we f- went to this shack. It was a shack. We walk in, couldn't even see anybody. All of a sudden, this woman comes out, and she goes, you know, can I help you? And I said, we want some of Mary's special cakes. She says, how many? I said, two. <laughs> like, I don't know. What's in these? I didn't even ask what's in the special cakes. And then I realized as I'm driving, my riding my Vespa in Jamaica, Mary's special cakes had something special in there that I am whacked out here. And then we went to... Rick's Cafe, I think that's the name of it, where you can jump off the cliff. I'm having a couple of red stripes. My wife goes to the bathroom, comes back. I'm up on the cliff, and I uh, I jump off. Like, all right, that's Mary's special cakes. You shouldn't be using uh, machinery when you're on Mary's special cakes. Yes, Paul. I have all the anniversary okay. gifts. It's, they basically list them from 1 to 20, then it goes every fifth year. Um your sixth anniversary, the wedding anniversary gift is candy. Again, that's not going to go well. What's the worst anniversary gift? By year? Yeah. Isn't there one that's like aluminum? Yeah. Something like scrap metal is for your 31st. <laughs> that's Very, not, it's scrap, that's it's not, not true. true. Um, <laughs> like bird seed for your, uh, your right. 14th. The 17th anniversary is furniture. That's just not sexy. Well, it can be. Um, 
your seventh anniversary is <laughs> copper. You give a bed. As an interior design <laughs> yes, guy, Dan, I, he took great offense to that. Yes, I did. Seventh anniversary, you know, get our copper, copper fit. Copper. One of those, oh, yeah, I get Brett Favre. One of those bracelets yeah, from Brett for Favre. for your sore knee. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. I got your copper fit, baby. I got sore back. Hey, you've been complaining about your sore knee copper, for the last copper, six months. Yeah, yeah, I've heard you. This hunk of useless <laughs> copper should make your knee better. <laughs> what? Next thing you know, your wife wants to go outside and uh, play football in the backyard. Right. right. Got the copper fit on. Next thing you know, Jerry Rice and Jerome Bettis are there. Farb's out there throwing passes. Like, yeah, happy anniversary, honey. The copper fit family. Yes, Marv. What year is it for the back brace that Jerry Rice is also wearing? In <laughs> yeah. that That's funny because the yeah. uh, 60th anniversary is diamond. 60th anniversary should be like oxygen. <laughs> Diamonds. Diamond for your 60th anniversary. Right. So, so coral. The first anniversary wedding gift. This is some old tradition. Is paper. Yeah. Which of course can be money. money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It always is. In fact, that's how I met you, honey. I was uh, handing out some paper. <laughs> and the fifteenth anniversary is crystal. The irony of crystal to the main stage. Yeah. Second anniversary of rake. You just get it all. Uh, let's see. Oh, Magic City. Is glitter? Glitter is the 19th anniversary. <laughs> glitter. It's all over me. I don't know how it got here. Where were you? I don't know how it got on me. How many dudes have had that conversation? Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. I was in the back. I was watching the games and eating the buffet. Have you ever had? Of course. <laughs> now, you have. When I was single, I had a lot more glitter. Of course you did. <laughs> but you got to do a glitter check. It's like a blue light you got to get on you before you go home. <laughs> glitter check. Oh. Man up, glitter check. Yeah. Funny. It's like we all stand in the brightest light possible. Right. It's like, get, do I got any glitter on? Turn around. Let me turn around. Uh, yeah, you got, you got a little bit right there. All right. Get rid of the glitter. <laughs> By the way, we're complaining about the officials. And uh, a friend of the show said, in fairness, there were a bit over 2,100 minutes of basketball play since last week. Though every questionable call sticks in our mind, the reality is relatively few issues happen when given the pressure that everyone is under. But yes, criticism is deserved. It's spoken like a ref. Yeah, it's true. Rob in Tennessee. Hi, Rob. Good morning, Dan. 511 235. Hey, uh, I've uh, been a high school and youth league, adult rec league official for the last 25 years. Um, I've done football a little bit, but I've mostly done basketball. You were wondering why people do this. You know, it, it's like you said, it, at these levels, it's definitely not for the money. Now, the guys working in the tournament, I understand they're getting close to 3000 a game. But uh, in Tennessee, we take home $105 for a doubleheader. Wow. Um, high school varsity. But, uh, you know, you, you do it, number one, you're out there for the kids. You're out there giving a service so that these games can continue to go on. Do you get yelled at? Yeah, you do. You know, hopefully you don't get any of those crazy ones that come out on the court and get after you um, where they shouldn't even, don't even belong, but it does happen. Occasionally you get the opportunity to educate people. Like one of your earlier callers said, sometimes you do have people that you can strike up a conversation with. You can educate them a little bit and help them realize the rules. One of my favorite things to do, um, last year was my first year living down here. Um, I've been in Alaska up to that point. But uh, I went to some of these AAU and, and uh, travel ball tournaments uh, in the South area here and stuff. And uh, I'd get some coaches, and especially some assistant coaches, would get a little chippy. And so you start talking to them. You start telling them the rules. And it's amazing sometimes how many of them don't even know the rule. Because one of my favorite th- lines to drop on them is, 
pull out the rule book. If you can show me that I'm wrong, I'll buy you dinner. Mm. I've never had to buy any dinner because when I drop that line, I'm 100% sure I'm right. But uh, I've also had coaches come up to me later, like at halftime or after a game, and said, hey, we pulled it out, we looked at it, and you know what? You were right. So you do occasionally get the people that will admit you were right. Um, you do even occasionally get from the losing coaches that uh, you did a nice job today. Rob, and, uh, have you ever had a makeup call that you miss a call, and therefore you're going to do a makeup call for that team? You know, I can I can honestly say I haven't. You cannot do makeup calls. I was actually talking with a friend of mine uh, about that over the weekend. I was up in Indianapolis. We were watching uh, the games up there, and uh, <clears throat> and uh, you you just can't referee that way because if you, you know you're going to miss something sometimes, and sometimes you have to just tell a coach, "Hey, I'm sorry, man. I kicked that one, and I'm going to do my best to." Uh, not let that happen again. You can't be using that line, uh, you know, more than once a game or even every game. But yeah. uh, occasionally you do have to own up that I kicked that one, but let's move on. You know, we got to forget that and, and move forward. All right. But, well, thank you, Rob. I got to go. I got Carson Palmer waiting uh, to join us here after the commercial break. More phone calls coming up. And I do appreciate you trying to get in because it's difficult to get in, uh, certainly on Monday when we have a high volume of phone calls here. But, uh, you know, I just watch these officials. I've been around these officials. It seems like it's a thankless job. Never did I think growing up, thank God they're doing this, because you do have a hard time finding officials and referees and umpires in youth sports. You really do. High school, really do. Take a break. Uh, more phone calls. Carson Palmer on the future of Baker Mayfield and Deshaun Watson's new deal in Cleveland. Back after this. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I think it's been six weeks since we had Carson Palmer on. That was uh, during Super Bowl week. Had him during the regular season. Always appreciated his insights, certainly at the quarterbacking position, the former Heisman Trophy winner, at USC. Are you a former Heisman Trophy winner or you're just a Heisman Trophy winner? Yeah, I think you get rid of the former part and just keep it Heisman Trophy winner. Sounds better. Okay. So former NFL quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. All right. So of all the things that have happened since the Super Bowl, what's the number one thing that stood out to you, good or bad? But I think the biggest story is Aaron Rodgers went back to Green Bay on, on a new contract. I mean, that was the the headline throughout the season, obviously last year this time, and then last year this time all the way up through training camp before the season started. Um, but him back in Green Bay still wearing the, the green and yellow, I think um, it's, it's the best for the NFL. It's the best for Aaron. It's the best, obviously, for the Packers and, and Packer fans themselves. You got the situation with the Browns where it feels like Baker Mayfield may have talked himself out of a job in that city, and they bring in Deshaun Watson. Um, let me start with Baker Mayfield. What kind of trade market do you think there is for Baker Mayfield going into the last year of his contract, coming off the injury? Well, there's there's definitely a market for it. It's not the three or four first-round picks or two firsts and two seconds or whatever it is that 
that the Cleveland Browns had to give to the, the Houston Texans to get Deshaun Watson. It's definitely, they're not going to get their money back on that. But there's, there's somebody out there, there's too many teams that need a quarterback. And Baker is a much better upgrade uh, than a lot of the guys that these, these teams have on their roster. So there's, there's a market for him. But unfortunately right now, you know, this is that time. You're, we should be talking about Baker's next deal with the Browns. They're, they're negotiating it. They're still kind of in that honeymoon phase. They only took him uh, with the first pick in the draft a couple years ago. We should be talking about that. We should not be talking about the friction between Baker and the Browns and this kind of constant theme that has been going on for a couple off seasons now. But I, I, do, I do think there is somebody out there that's willing to give up something to get Baker. Okay, but if I said to you, you could have Matt Ryan or Baker Mayfield in Indianapolis? I'd take, because of the situation that the Indianapolis Colts are in right now, they've got a veteran team. They're one player away from being a contender. I'd take Matt Ryan. Yeah, I could see him going into that Matthew Stafford role. He's a couple of years older than Matthew, but I think that he's, he's ready to go. Uh, the role that Jimmy Garoppolo plays in all of this with the musical chairs with quarterbacks is what? He'll be somewhere. I, mean, I think um, the, the Niners are waiting out post-draft to let teams really realize there aren't that many good quarterbacks in this draft. Mm. We need a vet. He'll, he'll go somewhere, and he'll. I think he'll actually drum up more demand than what Baker will get as far as what the team's going to get in return for a trade. But there's definitely a market for Jimmy Garoppolo. Is there any football concerns? Are there any football concerns about Deshaun Watson? Just as a player, just as a quarterback? Zero. Zero. I, I think um, he's, uh, you know, within the top five best players in the league. Uh, he, he changes your team instantly. He brings a level of confidence to your team instantly. Uh, you know, I know there's, there's uh, obviously a lot of guys that love playing with Baker and have a tremendous amount of respect. I've seen some quotes about the warrior that he was and playing injured and playing through the shoulder and all that he played through. But Deshaun's the same type of player. He, you know, he puts it on the field. Uh, you get everything he's got. Uh, you get it You get it from him on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, uh, throughout the season. I think Deshaun's going to have a great year. You combine Deshaun with those two running backs, that pass rush they have there in Cleveland, the opportunistic defense on the back end that can get picks and get him the ball back. And more importantly, something that Deshaun has not had an offensive line like the Cleveland Browns since he got into the league. So seeing Deshaun play with that group in front of him in Cleveland is going to be something new that we haven't seen him play with at this level. How many massage therapists did you have when you were playing? Just one, just one. My guy, my guy Dave Matthews in uh, Phoenix, he's the best in the business, actually works on uh, a number of NFL guys. But if you find, you know, massage therapists are like anything. There's a bunch of them. And only a very few select hand, you know, you know, top 1% are really gifted and talented and have been given a God-given ability. Uh, so when you find that guy, I think we've heard Russell Wilson has found, you know, found his and spends a lot of money on, on his guy. Um, but finding the right guy that can keep you together, Tom Brady with Alex Guerrero for all the years he's been, he's been playing, finding that right, right guy is priceless. Yeah, I've said that before. I, I mentioned in the first hour of the show, I have somebody who played 13 years and played somebody else played nine. And I said, how many massage therapists? And they both said one. If you find the one, that's why you have a, a, a serial pattern here with Deshaun Watson. You don't have 22 and you're not finding them on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know exactly what went on there. Um, I, I don't know that we all will or we all will for a little while 
you know, until he gets cleared, that he's he's able to play all 17 games for the Cleveland Browns. There's no suspensions. Until we start hearing that chatter, we don't know where that situation is. I haven't had you on since, uh, you know, your Cardinals there with Kyler Murray. Uh, is everything good with your, your Cardinals here and his demands? I think everything will be good when he signs his next contract. But until that time, I mean, there's – you know, it, it's been a, a tumultuous offseason for the for the Cardinals and for Kyler, obviously, as, as this story's unfolded. But the chatter that's quieted down, I think, is a good sign. I, I think it means they're making some headway on a new contract or they've got some sort of agreement in place verbally when they will get to that contract discussion. So the fact that it's been quiet, all, all quiet on that front is probably a good thing for the Cards. I said at the time, and I firmly believe it, that the Chiefs got a, a deal, a bargain with Patrick Mahomes' contract. Like once <laughs> in, in three or four years, like what are quarterbacks going to be making? And Mahomes, that's going to be a bargain. Yeah, well, that, that's the problem. And that's why you've seen Aaron consistently sign shorter-term deals because he knows every three or four years, once that guaranteed money is paid out on that portion of the contract, that he's up for a new one. That's the problem with – a guy like Mahomes, and, and like to your point, the Chiefs did the right thing by giving him a longer-term deal, more duration, more years. If they would have given him a shorter deal, which he would have preferred and the Chiefs not preferred, he'd be up for renegotiation probably after this season. But the longer the deal you sign, that day you sign it, it looks really sexy and it looks really good. But when it's a <laughs> seven, eight, nine-year deal, once you get halfway through it, you're underpaid. Carson Wentz going to the Commanders. Um, have they found their quarterback? No, no, I think it's a, you know, it's a stopgap for them. Okay. They're still searching. I, I feel like, you know, you think back to those early days of RG3 and then Kirk Cousins and then Kirk Cousins wasn't good enough for him, but they kept paying him with the, you know, they kept tagging him and tagging him. And then he was onto a new team and they got nothing for him. It just doesn't seem like they know what they're doing um, from from the quarterback position. I mean, it, it's been a constant search. Not that the search is easy, but again, you just saw the Indianapolis Colts go through it. I mean, that, and, and the Commanders are in the same situation. They've got a good offensive line. They've got a good defense. They've got some really nice pieces, and they're a quarterback away. But the the Colts just showed you what you shouldn't do is is take on a one year contract or a two year contract for a guy that you know, has not played well or played up to his potential in years. And I think we're going to see the same thing shake out in Washington that we saw shake out this past season in Indy. I got you two and a half years younger than Tom Brady. And here he is coming back, Carson. What was your reaction? I, I don't think you can be surprised with anything that happens with Brady. Um, you know, I, I never really bought into the retirement thing because you didn't officially see him say it or, or really see any real response from him on it. Um, but he's, he's a modern marvel. I mean, the guy keeps doing it. I cannot imagine. I woke up this morning early before the show to get a workout in, and I cannot imagine waking up early and get my workout on and get, getting prepared for next season at my age, let alone at 44. Yeah. If I gave you six months to get ready. To play, to play in one game or to play in 17 games? <laughs> How about one? I could get through the first half of one, but once I got in the locker room and my body had a chance to cool down and I had, I sat down on, you know, in front of, in front of my locker on the bench, I'd have a tough time getting back up to head out to the stadium for the third quarter. Uh, I know you do uh, some great things that uh, maybe people aren't aware of. You're involved in camp rainbow gold. 
give you the opportunity to talk about how special that place is to you. Yeah, really excited to be the spokesperson for Camp Rainbow Gold. It's it's a camp in Idaho uh, where kids from all over the state with cancer can can trade in and get out of the hospital that they've been living in uh, and get out of those bright lights of a hospital and get outside and go to summer camp like a like a normal kid their age. Um, the camp is full of all people donating their time, the camp counselors, the doctors that come in to administer chemotherapy, uh, to do checkups. So it's an amazing place in Fairfield, Idaho. Um, you can learn more about it on camprainbowgold.org. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's a beautiful, special place where kids with cancer that haven't had their fair shake at life or their families, their siblings, their mom and dad um, that have been living in a hospital with them can get out and be a normal kid and go to summer camp. Uh, so it's a great organization. I'm really proud to be a part of it. Uh, and you can learn more again on camprainbowgold.org. Great to talk to you as always, Carson. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Dan. Carson Palmer, Heisman Trophy winner, former NFL quarterback. Get a couple more phone calls in here. Best and worst of the weekend. Bob in Florida. Hi, Bob. What's on your mind? Hey, Bob. Hello, Dan. Hi, Bob. Can you hear me, Dan? Yes, I got you, Bob. All right. Uh, I got, first of all, 58197. Best and two worse. Best is both Cyclone men and women are in the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. My two worse are I was in a survivor pool, and I switched my pick to Auburn Ooh. from Texas Tech because I didn't want to root against Notre Dame. So now I'm out. Ouch. Ouch. You're not supposed to root. Well, uh it's a sentimental thing, son. Uh, my second worst is I had my bracket all filled out for your pool, but somehow it didn't get into the system. Hmm. All right. Well, sorry about that, Bob. I know who I blame. Fritzy. Why not me? Why do you, what do you have against Bob in Florida? I don't know. He rubs me the wrong <laughs> way a little bit. <laughs> Mike in California. Hi, Mike. What's on your mind? Oh, good morning, Dan. It's an honor to talk to you. Very long-time listener, first-time oh, caller. Great. Oh, great. My best of the weekend was your, was watching your interview with David Faraday. Oh, okay. I was I was surfing through Peacock Network, and I came across um, Season 4, Episode 14, with your interview with David, and it was uh, transcendental. That's all I can say. It it was the two greatest interviewers of all time mm. just having a chat. And it gave me so much insight into you as a person. And I've always thought you were a pretty good guy, but now I think you're wonderful because of your, your commitment to family. Mm. You're, you're leaving the mothership uh, to be with your family w- was touching, I, I'll, have to, I'll have to say. Well, thank you, Mike. Thank you. Uh, I don't know if my family feels the same way, but at the time, I thought they did. Like, are you just going to be here now at, yeah. every day? Like you, or... Are you going anywhere? No, no, no. I'm, I'm home. See, like you're just going to be here yeah. then? Like, like are you going to like be downstairs? Like, where are you going to be? Oh, no, it's good. No, it's great. No, good. Good. Uh, yeah. I yeah. Just... You know, every day. Yeah, more. No, I'm sure they were like, 
oh, you're still here. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dad, don't you have somewhere to be? Like, yeah. how was it? Like, when did you really get tired of being home all the time? <laughs> I don't know if I got tired. I just kind of looked around and nobody was at home. You know, they, my, my wife wanted me home, and then I got home, and, you know, everybody has schedules. They were all out of the house. So I was sitting there with Lou, the dog. And, you know, I, Paulie would come over, and I'd be doing household chores. You'd be on the back porch sweeping, and you know, it was, you'd been sweeping for like 20 minutes. Yeah. There was nothing to sweep. I was like, I just needed <laughs> something to do. And, uh, yeah, it's, you know, when they want you home and then you come home, but they got other things they're doing. Yeah, more. Like, do they want you home just for certain things? Like, oh, my baseball game is X, Y, and Z. No, it's can you take the kids? Oh, can you pick them up? Hey, while you're out, can you? So it was a lot of that. But it was really important. I, I don't want to diminish it. I, I have fun with it, but no, it was ex- extremely important at the time. Certainly given the ages of my daughters, they were you know, 9 through 13, and you know, got to be around because all of a sudden boys start showing up, and then that's when I got I to gotta get the deeper voice there, and I say, yeah, uh, can I help you? Yes, uh, is uh, Grace home? Uh, yeah, who's asking? Uh, Jimmy Lipper? All right. Hold on, Jimmy. Yes, Mark. I was going to say, like, do you have to be home? <laughs> like, I don't have to be home for Lorenzo, do I? No. I mean, you should be around. You're around. I was, but I was doing second shift for 15 years. You know, I would go the entire week. I didn't even see my kids during school year because I'd get home at one in the morning and they would, you know, be in bed or they'd be out the door early in the morning and go to school by the time I woke up. Yeah, Paul. I remember when I first started working with you, you would be at a 1030 meeting a.m. At, at the mothership. We'd be there for our meeting, me, Fritz, you, and the guys. Yeah. And then you'd go, you know, lunch, show one till four. You couldn't drive all the way back home, even though you had an 11 o'clock sports center. So you would eat, nap, hang out, write, prep, and you just come walking in, you know, down, and you'd be making phone calls, checking in with Fritzy and I, because the schedule is so long. Yes, Todd. And then even after the three-hour show from 1 to 4, a lot of times they pulled you to the studio sooner because you had to pre-tape interviews for SportsCenter, so there was yeah. even that on top of it. Yeah. The, the napping on a sleeping bag in my office, that was about as low as you could probably go, where you're like, man, do I live the life. I'm on TV. I'm sleeping in a sleeping bag in my office. I'm sure Bob Costas is doing this somewhere. All right, we'll take a break. Oh, it's time. Marvin gets a pie to the face. Fritzy's going to do the honors if you're watching on Peacock. Uh, and we're going to do it on the radio show. So we'll wait. We won't do it just during the commercial break on TV. We'll wait. We want to let you hear how it sounds when Marvin takes a pie to the face. More phone calls coming up back after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Last call for phone calls, what we learn, what's in store tomorrow, this day in sports history. This is my mistake. I asked Todd to do uh, an errand, a favor for me. I said, could you get whipped cream? You know I don't like to be asked to do Favorites I know. What errands? I don't even know why you would have asked me. Well, I asked, and Todd forgot to get whipped cream that we were going to have for Marvin's pie. And I don't want to just have the cherries there smashed into your face. I mean, 
I don't want to cheat the listeners and the viewers. It's all about the kids. It is. Thanks so, for the... So tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll go get the whipped cream. I apologize for the inconvenience. I know he was wearing special like clothes that he wouldn't mind getting all messed up with pie. You know, he's got to like figure out what to wear tomorrow. Thank you, Tom. You're welcome. Right. Screwed up. Uh, former Cleveland Brown offensive lineman, future Hall of Famer Joe Thomas will join us. Uh, Mark Sanchez will join us uh, coming up as well. Uh, Paulie, you have uh, NFL news for me. I have odd NFL odd. news, Dan. Do you want to play the odd NFL news game? Uh, yeah. I don't know how you play it, but uh, do we have any theme music? Okay. I think uh, it fits here. It's kind of mysterious. Okay. <laughs> According, uh, I'm not going to give the name because I'll give it away. Blank is back in Foxborough to meet with the Patriots about joining the team next year. They are hosting a free agent. Blank is at the Patriots facility today to talk about signing up a contract with the team. Antonio Brown. No, maybe weirder. Terrell Owens. To me, this is even weirder. Tom Brady. (laughs) Okay, not that much. Former defensive back Malcolm Butler is in Foxborough, according to Ben Volin Volin of the Boston Globe. Okay. How do you have Malcolm Butler back? You can't do that. I Maybe we'll finally get that story as to why he uh, didn't get to play in the Super Bowl against the Eagles. Why do I feel like this is, doesn't sound good for Malcolm Butler's career if he's going back to the Patriots? Yeah, I know. I know. How do you, the very first question you ask is, uh, hey, Malcolm, you signed. Okay, great. So why didn't you play in the Super Bowl that year? <laughs> but haven't they already asked him that? I, I, I'm guessing that they've already asked him that. Or they ask him after the Super Bowl. Yeah, Paul. I don't care about the Kennedy assassination. But I want to know what happened here. I've heard eight different stories about this. Uh, it felt like there was something that went on during the week, during Super Bowl week, and enough that Bill Belichick would sit him down. That's one of those that... Now, I, I will say this about Belichick. He doesn't speak out of turn, uh, out of school. No, he, he has things that happen, and he doesn't talk about them. And, if, and it feels like nobody in the organization does. And you would think that story, you would have somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody. Uh, all these uh, NFL Patriot insiders would have that. Uh, Jesse in L.A. Hi, Jess. What's on your mind today? Hey, what's up, DP? Hey, Thanks bud. for taking my call. Yep. Hey, uh, going to get my best and worst real quick. Right. Uh, my best, the UCLA Bruins advancing to Sweet 16 after the first round scare. My worst, you already touched on it, John Clayton passed. He was like the original NFL insider for me and a true professional, so rest in peace. But secondly, I'm kind of glad that Marvin is skipping Pi Day today because I'm calling to make sure that I collect on the Pi to the Face bet with T Hands after his Huskies were bounced and my Bruins advanced. That was the first one he made. So it's not just one, it's two Pies. And oh. if anyone else can double team him, go ahead. Oh, yeah, Marv. That's... Yeah, it really hasn't been a great week. Thanks, Yukon. So you got two pies to take. I do. Two pies, Shakur. Two pies, Shakur. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Even after and this... Biggie Small's hands. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Super. <laughs> Guess I got to keep my head up. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah you do. Uh, do you want two pies tomorrow, or do you want? A pie on separate day. Oh, no. I'm going to take two pies one day. Okay. That's that's a veteran call there. How about this day in sports history, Paulie? Got a couple. I still can't believe this Malcolm Butler news. 
1946, the first Mexican baseball game was played. They have a league down there. Hmm. In uh, 19, also 1946, the Rams signed Kenny Washington. Washington was the first African-American player to join the National Football League team since 1933. And in 1994, Wayne Gretzky tied Gordie Howe's NHL record of 801 goals. 1994, also, Michael Jordan was cut from the White Sox roster and sent to their minor league club. Hmm. I don't know if any athlete has ever accomplished this in college and in the NBA. My beloved Jerry West, named MVP, NBA Finals, when the Lakers lost to the Celtics. And on this day in 1959, California beat West Virginia and Jerry West in the NCAA title game. Jerry averaged 32 points, 15 rebounds. He was named the most outstanding player. In a loss, he's been named the MVP in the NBA Finals and the NCAA Finals. I don't think anybody is that. Well, it's never happened before in the NBA that or since that somebody who lost ended up winning the MVP. Most outstanding player. I don't know if anybody in a losing effort, aside from Jerry West, has been named most outstanding player. Final results poll question there, Seton O'Connor. Right now, Dan, 74% of the audience would rather see St. Peter's win than Coach K. All righty. Todd, what'd you learn today? If you're in a relationship and you happen to visit a gentleman's club, make sure to remove all signs of glitter from your clothes. Absolutely. (laughs) Seton, what did you learn today? There's apparently some kind of crazy word for bird enthusiasts that we can't pronounce. Uh, Marvin, what did you learn today? Mike in California now thinks you're wonderful. Yes. Finally. Paulie, what'd you learn? Glitter check before you enter the front door. Todd, what did I learn? Seeing this bum TCU was unable to advance past Arizona, but forget about it. They're not in the Sweet 16. The biggest premieres live on HBO Max. You can stream groundbreaking dramas like the HBO original Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. Plus, don't miss the return of Max original series, The Flight Attendant. Do love The Flight Attendant. Kaylee Cuoco. Discover all this and more HBO Max for just $9.99 a month. Thanks for joining us. Have a great Monday.